Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Friday, March 16th. And as promised, my friend Katie Bennett is back on the podcast with me today. We're going to be talking about how perspective changes the way we process and look at suffering. So if you are struggling in any area of your life, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I am so I'm so thrilled because uh, well first of all we're back home from Nashville but second of all I have been thinking a lot as we're processing what's been happening in Lakeland Florida obviously what's going on in the news today there's not a day that goes by that I don't open up my phone and see well first I see is a tweet storm from the president he's the only one I follow on Twitter but it's starting to overwhelm me <laughs> But I was thinking the other day about all of the back and forth that's happening between North Korea and all of this posturing from Russia and this threat of impending disaster. And it, you, know, you can kind of get a knot in your stomach. If you think about this this crazy guy up in the north who says, oh, and by the way, um, here's my here's my animation of a missile uh, flying from Moscow to Florida, and we're going to nuke you people. And how helpless we actually feel. And then things come into our lives that cause us suffering and we can begin to doubt the goodness of God and we can begin to lose perspective. And so I've invited Katie back on the podcast with me today because I think this is something that she can help us sort of process and um, and speak to. So Katie, welcome back to the Busy Mom Podcast. Thank you so much for bringing me back on. I'm excited to be here again. So you, you talk about in your book um, that perspective should impact the way we process suffering. And so I want to kind of unpack that a little bit with you. But I'm wondering, uh, because this is a question I get all the time at the podcast from moms who are saying that they're struggling through finances or their husband. I'm, I have a really good friend whose husband lost her job last week very unexpectedly, and they're not sure what to do. And my first um, response to her was turn your worry into worship. Turn your worry into worship because I think at the end of the day, we either believe that God's good or he isn't. And that is shown through mm -hmm. suffering. What do you say to the mom who's uh, struggling right now with um, a roadblock in her life or a, a trial that she didn't see coming? The thing I, I think I've learned as I've struggled with this, and this has been a huge sticking point in my life. I have a hard time with suffering. It doesn't have to be my suffering. It can be someone else's, but it's something that I've put in many, many, many hours grappling with losing sleep over and just struggling with God. But what I've, what I've really come to see is that the reason that we can consider it pure joy when we face these trials is because we know that the testing of our faith develops perseverance. We know that per perseverance produces character. We know that character produces hope and hope won't disappoint us. There's a hope that's beyond this life. Because in reality, this life, we are going to have trouble here. And God is faithful and He is with us. And there are so many promises that we can cling to as we seek Him. He's going to help us through all these trials and open doors that we never imagined and do the deep work in our heart. Um, because the thing is, he has, a, he has a better goal for us than an easy life. Sometimes I think we hear, you know, God, God wants you to be happy. He wants to bless you. And there's a, there's a level of truth to that. Absolutely. But he wants something better than that. And sometimes his blessings might not look like what we expect. What he wants for us is to be like Christ. He wants us to be holy. And sometimes he uses trials to refine us. But even when 
Even when we can't see any hope in our situation, maybe a loved one has passed away and we don't see any hope of them coming back in this lifetime. We have a different hope that's based in eternity, that's completely unshakable. And as we learn to set our hearts on that hope, it grows. I mean, it's so infinitely big and infinitely glorious that it's enough to carry us through. And God has made His grace available to us um, to bring us home. So He has given us the task of persevering in trial. And he promises in his word that those who persevere will receive a crown of life, that we will be rewarded as we are faithful um, in the midst of that suffering, in the midst of that trial. If we have that stubborn resolve of the truth and the promises that he has given us, there's always something that we can look look for. I know you mentioned um, North Korea. I follow the persecuted church. And recently, the Voice of the Martyrs put out a periodical about the suffering of Christians in North Korea. And it it has really driven me to a lot of prayer. Those people have very little hope in this life, but it it's okay because their hope in eternity is so tremendously huge and it's enough. And, you know, I think this is kind of some of the things that I've been thinking about as I've been trying to find some amount of peace with suffering and perspective and eternity really is the thing that can breathe hope into impossible situations. Yeah, that's totally right. And you say that devotion's a journey. What do you mean by that? Okay, so the the devotion, the devotional that I wrote, Heavenly Minded Mom, is divided into three different sections because it really kind of mirrors the journey that I went on when God brought about these deep changes in my life. So the first 30 days are really a tilling up of the hard soil of our hearts. So it's a it's a confrontation and an assault on the different idols that we tend to cling to and we probably don't even realize it. These are things like people pleasing or our family or our motherhood or our ambitions or a pain-free life or an easy life. These are these are idols that I think it's pretty easy for us to struggle with as 21st century mothers and so it's a really confrontation of all those things and showing their true meaninglessness in and of themselves. And then the second 30 days is like a watering and a planting of the seeds of eternity. So it's really a time of marinating on deep truths and what the Bible has to say about our reality, really. And then the last 30 days is where the fruit and the harvest comes. It's a reinfusing of purpose into everything that it was kind of stripped of at the beginning of the book, but it's for different reasons. It's it's because we are working hard for God's glory. It's because we are walking in faithfulness, because we are persevering, because we are loving God and, and funneling His love to those around us through how we live. So that's kind of the progression of Heavenly Minded Mom. I love that. And also you talk about um, living simply, but I think it impacts the way we view money. And so many of us, you know, we're, we, we just want to make enough money so we can go on that vacation. We just want to get a bigger house or a nicer car. What happens when you, uh, what happens to your perspective? What happens the way you look at money in light of eternity? It's really interesting because Jesus talks so much about money. Money is addressed 
a lot in the New Testament. And one verse that I think kind of sums this up really well, money in in light of a broader, truer perspective, is 1 Corinthians 7, 29 through 31, which these verses are are tough. But it says, the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they had none. Those who are happy should live as if they were not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who buy things as if they were not theirs to keep. And those who use the things of this world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. So we we are still going to be buying things because we need to do that. We are still going to be using the things of the world, but we're not going to be engrossed in those things because we are looking to a broader and bigger goal. So I know for me, it's really changed how I tend to spend money and it's allowed me to find a lot more contentment in what I have um, and to not, I think, use shopping as a means to find happiness or fill a void. Yeah. And we're, we deal with that just because of our, our flesh. We battle with our flesh all the time. I think it's interesting. You know, Rick Warren used to say that, uh, that he used to think that the Christian life was a succession of battles and blessings. And now he thinks of life as being on two tracks at any given moment. There are usually blessings, but there are also are battles to face. And I was thinking about my husband and I and all the things that we've gone through, you know, recently, right before we left for Nashville, the water pipes underneath our house burst pretty much simultaneously. And for the first time in nearly 30 years of being married, my husband just said, we're going to, we're going to praise God for this because something good is coming. This is part of the, of the trial that produces the testimony. And really that's kind of what you're saying. You're saying, Hey, hang in there live with the hope of heaven in mind, and it changes the way we live to focus on living in light of eternity. So when you say on your blog, you focus on living simply in light of eternity, but how do these things sort of tie together? Because I think it'd be easy for people to misunderstand what you mean. Yeah. So I think it's the, the living simply is really just about valuing the right things. So maybe not putting so much emphasis on running around, doing all the activities, having all the things and constantly pursuing more, but really slowing down and pressing into what does matter. And we know that people are eternal. We know that the word of God will endure forever. We know that the work of the kingdom is eternal. So those are things that we can press into as mothers in our own homes. We've been entrusted with children. We have our husband here that we can encourage and pour into and invest in and actually exemplify Christ in the church in the way that we interact. And we have the opportunity to press into relationship with God by reading and studying our Bibles, but even more than that, by just walking with Him in every moment. So I think that's what I mean by living simply is pressing into the things that will endure. I love that. And I, I think too, you know, as we're, I'm listening to you, I love, first of all, Katie, I just want to commend you because I love your, your hunger for and knowledge of the word. And in my, uh, in all of my years of walking with the Lord, and um, I was raised in a Christian home, but it was an unhappy home. And um, my grandmother was the one who really said, Heidi, focus your eyes on on the Lord and fix your eyes on eternity. And that is where hope is found. And that is where peace is found. And she was right. And I think we live, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. We're living in a generation that is literally dying for hope and change. They are crying out for it. We think it's going to be found in a president. We think it's going to be found in how many followers we can get on social media. And Jesus is saying, 
No, it's only ever found in me. And once we put our hope there, that changes the way uh, the, that changes the way we look at suffering. It changes the way we look at trials. Uh, it is certainly, you know, me watching my sister walk through having her son be in this devastating car accident last uh, last spring changed the way our family viewed suffering because we realized how exactly what you said last week. We realized how short this life is. So, if you if you could leave uh, listeners today with just one um, encouragement, what is it that what's your hope for the moms who are going to read? heavenly minded moms who are going to, or maybe the mom who's going through suffering right now, and she has forgotten God's goodness and God's plan for her life. What is the, what's the thing that you would say to that mom who's just saying, I don't understand the suffering that God's allowed into my life right now. I would just want to encourage that mom that there is a purpose for this moment, for this very moment, as you listen to this, you can obey God. You can walk in faithfulness. And it can be just that simple. It doesn't have to be big picture and how's he going to fix it or why did this happen? But to say right now, what does it look like for me to take that next step forward of obedience? Because when we walk in obedience, we will store up treasures in heaven. We will reap a reward. We will push forward the kingdom of God. And there's a great urgency there because the time is short. It is so short. Our life is compared to the grass of the field that's here today and gone tomorrow. Our lives are extremely brief. And if we could only realize that, it would open our hearts to understanding. And more than that, it would open our hearts to hope. So that's my that's my hope for you. Mm, I love that. And really, once we do that, once we realize that the Lord has a purpose in everything that is in our lives and we begin to give him uh, praise in the midst of our, like I was telling my, you know, my kids, turn your panic into praise. Like we did this, you know, uh, well, there've been lots of things that have happened in our family in the last year and a half, um, especially that we are really learning that God wants to work in the suffering and he wants to, that we are storing up treasures in heaven. So Katie, thank you mm-hmm. for coming on the podcast and kind of um, helping us shift our perspective to an, an eternal perspective and really to become heavenly minded moms. I appreciate so much your ministry to uh, mothers and I'm excited to see what God does with your book. Thank you so much, Heidi. All right. If you guys, if you guys have questions about Katie's ministry to moms, please check her out online at embracingasimplerlife.com. And I will link back to all things Katie Bennett over at the show notes today. Don't forget, we are just starting a brand new study at Mom Strong International. We're going to spend the whole month of March talking about the traits of false teachers. And if ever there was a time to know what those are, the time is right now. So you can join me at momstronginternational.com. If you've got any questions or you've got a question you would like to see addressed on the podcast, shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.